Production. Recorded live. Welcome, everybody, to the A-plus player podcast. I'm your host this evening. It's Banks. Uh, we are in store for a really cool podcast. We are going live via the Sim League. We are going to talk as it happens. Currently, the playoffs are underway. First round is done. I'm joined by four uh, very respected GMs, uh, two from the state of Texas. We have Soup and Dirt joining us once again on the podcast. Uh, and we have a newcomer to the podcast, 20 times 4, is our new baby. He's going to break his uh, his bubble here. And Hebes is also joining us. Once again, uh, a very uh, well-respected and great poster is going to join our podcast. Uh, obviously, we're one round in, gentlemen. Uh, let's get the talk right away. Uh, any upsets in, in the first round? Uh, something that stands out, I think, Faison. And his Sixers um, may be a bit surprising. Soup, you want to touch on it? Yeah, I mean, uh, as far as the West, everything went about, you know, as expected. Uh, you, you just mentioned it, the one series out. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> uh, the one series out, one series out east that was really surprising was actually there's two. Uh, the Pacers upset the Sixers. And then the the Nets actually losing to the Raptors. I thought the Nets would. Uh, I know they had an injury to Gorgeous George, but uh, with the Raptors missing out Furry, I thought the Nets would be able to capitalize on that. Uh, the Pacers, you know, uh, going into the season, they were a clear they were a clear favorite, and they kind of, you know, just kind of skated along during the regular season. They had an under, ownership change, so everyone kind of rode them off. But they're still the talented team that they were last year. And they managed to pull off an upset. So, you know, everything chalked in the West. Uh, those two series in the East went a little different than I expected. But, you know, all in all, pretty good first round. Bonnie's welcome to uh, the podcast. Your thoughts on the first round? Uh, yeah, I didn't think there was any upsets. All went as I thought, pretty much. So you think no, the Pacers uh, were going to pull, pull, pull off the upset over a phase on 76ers? No, I was, I was joking about that, but um, yeah, I had when you had the run sheet out and you had most disappointing teams, uh, the Pacers were actually one of them for me because I think a lot of people thought they had a chance to contend in the East and they had a pretty disappointing season. But as Soup said, they're still a pretty talented team, so uh, I think it was kind of just a bad draw for Faison because that was one of the teams that if anybody was going to have a good series and pull it up there, they could, they could have done it. So. Uh, Dirt, yeah, your thoughts on the first round? Uh, you're you on board with everybody? A little shocked that the Sixers are gone already? Uh, I'm more surprised. They all had about 26 and 12, and Dwight Howard didn't miss a free throw the entire series. I bet that played a key role. Uh, I'm not sure how many he shot, but having that Shitty ass little percentage, big man, not miss a free throw. That's pretty impressive. Um, uh, just looking at the league leaders, it's you would think that the Pacers were awesome, but uh, I'm pretty surprised that the Pacers played that well, to be honest, especially after trading uh, Reeves on that questionable trade to uh, plug in AC Law. It looked like it worked for uh, JW. Eves, uh, you and I both seem to be uh, first-round exits. Your thoughts on, on your team's performance? Yeah, I mean, not not great. I, I was um, 
pretty active down the stretch towards the trade deadline trying to find a second big. I knew that was sort of the limitation on my team is that <clears throat> I don't have a power forward, um, and Hakeem is not really even uh, like a you know, top five center, so I needed a second big, so not surprised that I lost. Um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed that the Pacers did as well as they did. I feel uh, sad that I let AC Law go. Um, I thought he had, you know, caught fire at the beginning of the year, and I didn't think he was nearly as good as he's turned out to be. So, um, you know, good for good for DW that, that he won that series. I'm a little bit sad that, you know, AC Law turned out to be as good as he is. I'm going to stick here with you, Hebes. Uh, let's look at the Western Conference, a little bit of a preview here of the second round. It basically went it went chalk in the first round. We got a, you know, a premier matchup with Rockets and the Mavericks and the Lakers and the Kings. Um, your thoughts on both series, and uh, who do you like getting out of both series? Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the Kings um, – I, 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 I like the Kings to come out of the West period, I think. Um, you know, their size is pretty impressive, um, especially, you know, uh, uh, over the Lakers. I think the Rockets may give them a little bit of a, a struggle. Obviously, you know, I sort of tipped my hand there. I think the Rockets have to beat the Mavericks. I think it's not going to be much of, uh, of a series there. I think that's a five, maybe six-game series. I think, you know, the Kings-Lakers could go six or seven, but, you know, also could go five with the Kings winning. I think it's going to be Kings-Rockets with the Kings uh, playing for the NBA, or the Sim League Championship. Kings, uh, Dirt. How how do you look at the West? Who do you like uh, coming out of that Rockets, Mavs, and Lakers, Kings series? Uh, before I made that deal with Soup, I actually had the Rockets uh, win the West in his, uh, you know, casino type of thing. Um, but I still think, I mean, trading Alvin to the Rockets and and Alvin still doing his thing in the playoffs. I think that's going to be a really good series. Um, it should go down to about a game seven. I think if the Mavs had a home home court, they might have the advantage. But with the Rockets having a advantage, that gives to them. And uh, that Kings Lakers, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a battle. They both have great interior uh, offense, and I think that's the key of winning is just to having as many great off you know inside offensive players possible. So I really can't tell you who's going to win that series. I think that's going to be the big battle. But uh, if I had to put my money on anything, I'm going to keep with a uh, keep with Dill you know, winning his third in the, in the next four years. So he, he needs to send me a damn present for uh, for that trade. I'm still, uh, you know, sweating in my sleep, you know, in the fetal position, looking at that team and roster, seeing what I gave up. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay with those guys. Uh, 20s, um, switch over here to the Eastern Conference side, uh, Bulls, Raptors, Celtics, Pacers. Uh, does the Pacers have another upset in the works? How do you see those two series panning out? I mean, I think it's going to be the Bulls and the Celtics, but uh, between the two, I think the Pacers have a better chance. If they keep playing like they did in the first round, uh, uh, like Dirt mentioned, AC Law was somehow really good with 26 and 12, and then, uh, yeah, just his whole team looked like they played really well. So if they do that again, they could challenge. But, I mean, I'm pretty, I would be pretty confident it's going to be both Celtics and Semis, or the conference finals, I guess. Uh, Soup, your thoughts on the East? Yeah, I think 20's hit it right on the head. There's really nothing else to add. I think they're clearly the two top teams in the East. They showed it in the regular season. Uh, I expect the Celtics to have a pretty pretty easy time 
with the Raptors. Uh, probably take them in four games, and then I don't really see anybody putting up a fight to the to the to the Bulls this year. I think this is Oscar's year. This is Bruns' year finally. After uh, we were talking to Shout today, I think uh, I don't remember who brought up the stat, but they were talking about the Rockets' run over the last four years and how incredible it was. We kind of all agreed, and then we were like, "Well, what, what's the Bulls' record over the last four years?" And they actually had a one game, one game better record. So he's been a dominant team, and it's uh, it's time for him to win. Or I mean, I don't, I don't know what else he could do as far as to improve his team. But uh, yeah, those two, clearly the two best teams in the East, and uh, I think they'll both take care, take care of the. Take care of the lesser seeds in this next round. How do you feel about your your western your western round matchup? You think you can get out of the out of the battle there? You you see your Mavs continuing on. How do you feel about that? Uh, just real quick, uh, <laughs> I'm being told the Celtics don't play the Raptors. I guess it would help if I looked at a playoff bracket, uh, but it didn't change how I feel. They're, the Celtics will still take care of the Pacers. I think. Uh, I mean, when it comes to the West. I have a real problem playing against uh, the elite teams, you know, the Lakers, the Rockets, and the Kings. Uh, for whatever reason, I, I end up fouling a lot, putting putting the big men on the, on the line quite a bit. And uh, the Rockets are probably one of the best teams at that. So I didn't fare well against them during the season. I had some injuries. Uh, I see it maybe going the best, maybe six games, being able to still do. But uh, I think the real series to watch, the real fun series to watch, is going to be that Lakers team. It could go either way. Uh, I think Magic may be the difference. Uh, posted in my playoff preview, that I don't think Marbury's there yet. I think 20 did a really good job in solidifying his lineup with the Hank Gathers trade. That put him up there. But I think the Magic over Marbury uh, is just going to be too much of an advantage, and and the Lakers will win that series. What do you think about that twenties? You you think it is a little bit too much to overcome? Uh, you probably had an eye of on Buster's Lakers, thinking you were going to match up with them eventually. Say again. I uh, was just asking twenties how he felt about well, his matchup with the Lakers. I think it's basically a toss-up. I mean, if you look at the regular season, we both won both of our games at home, so two-two with the home real, team real winning every let time. Me, let me interrupt you. Who has a home home court advantage with you with you two? I would guess Buster since we have the same record and he won a division, but I really don't know. So go ahead and twenties. Uh, you can finish on your point there. You feel like it's going to be an mm-hmm. uh, even matchup. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're pretty evenly matched across the board. So, I mean, yeah, Magic over Marbury is a big advantage probably at this point, but um, Marbury's stats, at least for this season, were a little bit misleading because he played shooting guard for the first 30 or so days before I traded Duhon, so um, he did get, you know, a few more assists than what it looks like, but I mean, I could see it going either way, really. Um, I really just, I mean, I won't be surprised no matter what happens, basically. Um, while we wait for Odin to do the next round, uh, I'll stick with you here, 20s MVP of the league. Uh, did you agree with what the software did, or what, did you vote differently in the GM awards? 
All right. So when I sent my stuff into Hebes, I put Stanley number one, actually Stanley Robinson from the Rockets. Uh, I really like what he did for them, and they had the best record in the league just by one game over the Bulls. But um, I gave him a slight edge over Oscar, but I couldn't really argue with Oscar either. He was my number two. Um, and then I just put Bledsoe at number three uh, for the season he had, even though their team sucked. But I think they won like 25 games or so, and he was the only real player. So, um, But, yeah, I think Stanley Robinson was the the MVP, in my opinion. He just had a ridiculous season for a small forward. So that's who I went with. Yeah, Robinson was awesome this year. I mean, just just crazy across the board. He was great for Dill. Uh, Heebs, who did you vote for MVP? Yeah, I mean, I I think Oscar is probably the the, the, the right call there. Um, you know, the, the, the Bulls were a really formidable this year. Obviously, he's, you know, their best player. Um, so I really didn't have a problem with what the, the software did. Um before we get uh, Dirt and Soup's opinion on the on the MVP of the league, we have the first part of Sim uh, round two uh, posted. We have, well, might be a little disappointing for Soup, but the Rockets are up 3-0 in that series. Uh, the Kings are up 2-1 on the Lakers. Pacers are up 2-1 on the Celtics. And the Raptors are up 2-1 against the Bulls. Uh, gentlemen, you know, quickly your thoughts on on all four on on the series. Uh, Dirt, go ahead first. Uh, man, uh, it's, it's as soon as you said my name, I was going to look up playoffs. Um, I don't I don't see a big surprise in the Kings, Lakers, the Rockets, Mavs. Uh, I thought the Mavs were at least going to take that, that first home game, but the, obviously the biggest surprise is the East. You know, the Eastern Conference. Um, the Pacers, you know, I guess they're just having a hellacious playoff, and I think Dumb's out of control this year on the board, and I think shit's coming back to haunt him. Every time you get on shout, he's spewing garbage, and you don't even want to stay on, on the actual board and post because everything you say, he quotes you and says something that's actually, you know, like really fucking ridiculous. So I'm happy that he's down 2-1, and I hope Clyde Drexler breaks the fucking ankle for the rest of the playoffs, and we can see him cry because I'm tired of smug, though. But um, I'm, I'm really surprised about the Raptors. Other than that, you know, it, it's it's a it's a playoff run. This just gave me an opportunity to talk more shit about Dub. So uh, that, that's all I'll say. Hebes, uh, your thoughts on on the second round so far? Yeah, I mean, no 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 real surprises. The Raptors, obviously. After you know coming off a, a, a an upset win over the Nets, looked like the class of the Eastern Conference. Um, the Pacers, obviously having you know two former f- former Nets on the team, also looked like they're, <laughs> they're pretty good. Basically, um, you know I'm feeling pretty poorly right now about the decisions I made this year. So yeah, no, I I think you know Western Conference looks exactly like what it should look like. You know, dirt summed it up. Eastern Conference, not really what you expected, but nothing super surprising. You know, two one is not um, the end of a series. I think you know both the Bulls um, and the uh, Celtics could come back and win both of those series pretty easily. So you know, two two one is not not that big of a deal, and I sort of expect both the Celtics and Bulls to pull off those series still. 
uh, Soup, I, I take it you may be doing some uh, roster changes here, so I'm going to throw it to 20 since he's up in the series. Uh, your thoughts on, on both uh, both sides, Eastern and Western, so far? All right, well, first for my series, I was just looking at those. It looks like Magic did have a triple-double in the first game, and Buster won that one by about four, so uh, I might be outplaying Marbury a little bit, but I, I feel pretty good up 2-1 with uh, Buster does have home court for everybody who's wondering about that. So I have next game at home. Um, but then again, yeah, like I said, this could go either way. I don't feel that great up 2-1, but better to be up 2-1 than down 2-1. Uh, with the East, both of those were shocking for me. Obviously, it said that the Bulls and Celtics were going to be in the conference finals. So uh, both these are pretty surprising. Like he said, Either one of them could come back and win. I kind of think we'll see at least one of the upsets hold up at this point um, with maybe the Pacers being a little bit more likely than the, the Raptors beating the Bulls. Or the, so maybe Bulls-Pacers finals. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, 20. I, I, I think Pacers, people have sort of stopped them all season long. I think that they didn't um, play well down the stretch. But, you know, frankly, uh, Dwight Howard is a much better player than people give him credit for. People, you know, sort of uh, mocked JW when he made that trade for um, Dwight. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, Dwight has always been a decent player. I think that Trump played him poorly. He made him a primary focus of that offense. And Dwight Howard is not a great shooter and should not be a primary focus of any offense. And when you have good scorers like the Pacers do – um, and allow Dwight to just sort of, you know, do what he does with the software. You know, he shoots, you know, 45% uh, from the field and 750 from free throws, and you know, he's in his 20 and 14. And when, you know, that's sort of what he does, what he has, you know, done. And then you add KD and Bossard and AC Law, who's turned out to be, you know, a, a 20 and 10 player. I think the Pacers actually are much better than people give them credit for, and I think that you know they're going to be the team that pulls out that series, frankly. Soup, uh, taking a look at the box scores of your series, obviously you're down 3-0. I think the biggest thing my take off of it is the series hasn't been very close at all, and, and they've really uh, kept you under your scoring average here. Your thoughts on your series and, and, and touch on the other three that are going on? Yeah, I don't think there's any changes I can make. That's going to help me out here. Uh, I mean, I'm a little shocked on how horribly my team's playing, but, you know, the Rockets are a better team. Um, Kings-Lakers are about as expected. I figured the the Lakers would be up 2-1, but 20 to said. I think it's a coin flip. Uh, in the East, Raptors, I thought, I mean, most people probably thought when he traded for Furry, and traded out Jefferson that he was giving up on the season. But somehow he's up 2-1 on uh, on the Bulls. And I don't know. Maybe he's catching some uh, some playoff magic. He's going to make something happen. Um, yeah, the Celtics, I thought, I mean, usually I could take pride in the Celtics because I helped build that team. But I can't even do that because they're down 2-1 to the Pacers. Uh Pacers, I can bet AC Law trade, uh, people to mention. Uh, I didn't think it would do him any good, but it seems to give him a little boost in the playoffs. So, I don't know, surprising out east, going as expected in the west. 
Yeah, I think uh, looking at Dump, I think he really misses Champ. He was unbelievable in the playoffs last year. He single-handedly shut down Stanley in the in the finals. I mean, he just dominated him in that series. Um, you know, he might be missing him a little bit here in this playoff series, especially given the fact that, uh, you know, he's going against <laughs> some awesome wing players and Kevin Durant and Bossert. Um, you know, I think there there's a big uh, – a big uh, a loss right there for Dump and, and tweaking the roster. I didn't I wasn't a big fan of it, but he did it, and I think it's coming back to bite him in the ass right now. Um, Soup, as we wait for the next set, um, your thoughts on MVP on the league? Uh, you agree with uh, with the software, or did you vote some uh, different direction? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of one that always uh, kind of leans toward towards the best player on the best team as my MVP. That's just how I always kind of kind of consider the MVP. So I had Oscar number one, but I had Stanley probably number one B right behind him. Uh, Stanley had a, a fantastic year. He He's great. He's, you know, elite defensively as well, which I think plays a big part in the Rockets' success. They have one of the better defending teams in the league and kind of a homer pick. I picked David Thompson as a third. Um, he kind of makes my team go around, and without him, I'm not very good, so. Uh, I'll react with the software. I got Oscar one and Stanley two. Uh, Dirt, how you feel about MVP? Uh, software, get it right. Yeah, I, I see twenties. You know, showing Stanley love, which I know everybody shows Stanley love, especially when you have you know two and three steals and blocks per game. Um, the Rockets average how many rebounds a game with with his twelve, but I think there's. There's not plenty of small forwards, but there's a you, you could put Champ on that Rockets team, and I I literally think they would be just as good. I think that a point guard position is is super important when you hit the playoffs, and I I, I just think Oscar he he's played really well. He he had 48% field goal, and then you look at his 46% three point. Uh, that, that's pretty nice, you know, especially averaging less than two turnovers a game. And, and to average 1.7 turnovers a game, you, you pretty much have to have 90, you know, handles. And, and that's pretty rare in the league. So I'd give him MVP just because he's he's playing with Okafer, who I think Okafer is just as good as Stanley, looking at his, his field goal percentage. But I, I think Stu hit it on the head, and I think 20s is correct, too. It's hard to say that Stanley's not MVP. But I'd give Oscar 1A, Stanley 1B, and Okafor 3. So uh, when, when you lead the league it's, and wins, it's it's because you have one of the best point guards in the league. He, he rivals Bledsoe. He rivals Magic. And even though Magic only gets 22 points per game now, uh, it, it's hard to say Magic doesn't deserve it because of his stats and how well the, the Lakers are playing. So with that said, I, I'd still give it to Oscar. Dirt, I'm going to stick with you here as we're still waiting on the second part of the sim. Uh, rookie of the year was also a pretty – I mean, let, let's be honest, the rookie class this year was pretty great, uh, and we had a lot of young stars entering the league. Um, Gorgeous Niang, Georges Niang uh, was my rookie of the year. I voted him. Do you agree with the software? Do you agree with me, Niang, as uh, rookie of the year? Uh, and I was a huge fan of his. When he came into the draft, uh, having those, you know, I, I drafted Patty Mills real late, even though he had a low, you know, a low potential grade, and then finding out he had 90 plus, and 
I just I know Odin doesn't really look at that overall potential grade just like I didn't. You know, I had more fun going with the B guy with C potential. I thought it was more fun to have somebody get him later around. So I like what Odin's doing with that. Um, you know, right with the Grizzlies, he played really well. I really liked him. And, uh, you know, as my last name, Pierce, and then seeing the Phoenix Suns Pierce do well, I'm pretty frustrated that I let him slip through my second-round pick. But I think that the Nets had a hell of a hell of a draft last year. And, you know, we'll talk about it a little later, but they are definitely the surprise of uh, this season. And Yang, Jay, you know, Jerry West's boy, you know, put him into that position. So I'm definitely going to give him rookie of the year knowing that the Nets increased their record that much from last season. Heebs, I'm going to throw it over to you. Uh, Niang was awesome this year. Uh, Stanley Johnson uh, was also put up, you know, crazy scoring numbers, and Pierce was well. That was my top three for Rookie of the Year, Niang, Johnson, and Pierce. Uh, your thoughts on, on your baby, and, and you, you pretty much, I'm going to assume, felt that it was right for him to be the Rookie of the Year this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said it at the season beginning that I thought that Niang would be Rookie of the Year. I thought people were sleeping on him. Um, you know, I obviously was competing and would give him every opportunity to perform for my team that he, you know, could, could take, and he he, he did that. Um, so not surprised at all. Um, you know, happy about it. I, you know, um, as, a, as a little bit of an aside, I'm a little bit disappointed with with him just because he um, has such a low loyalty. I don't think he's going to actually stick around uh, past his rookie contract. So, you know, sort of bittersweet that he's as good as he is, uh, but I'll enjoy it while it lasts. Um, you know, I, I, I think probably my number two would be DeLon Wright. I think, you know, um, Drews was trying to um, – not trying to tank, excuse me. He was not trying to tank. And, 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 I, and I think – Delon Wright played really well for that team, um, and then number three, I think, was probably John Pierce for me. I am disappointed that I was traveling during the draft because he's the player that I took in the second round, without a doubt. And you know, the fact that he draw he dropped the very last pick in the draft is mind-boggling to me. When I was doing my um, GM draft grades, and I saw that Ankley had drafted him. You know, I made a, a a big deal about that in the uh, draft grades that he had, that he had gone with that pick. I thought he was a first round talent that just just dropped and dropped and dropped. And I think maybe most people weren't looking at the the draft file and were just looking at the players the twenties had posted because that's really my only explanation for why he he dropped that far. Yeah, yeah I had Pierce. Yeah, I had Pierce rated uh, uh, as a first round draft pick for sure, and. I stepped away and didn't pay attention to the second round, and I was shocked to find out he went <laughs> at the end there. Um, Soup, your thoughts on Rookie of the Year? Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, it was a very deep rookie class. There's one, uh, there's probably six or seven guys that you could have listed in the top three, but just for what the numbers he put up and how successful the team was, I went with Georges Niang as my number one pick. Uh, number two, I went Stanley Johnson. I know the team, uh, the Timberwolves are tanking, but just his sheer numbers that he put up was impressive. Uh, he looks to be a very strong uh, corner piece for the Timberwolves moving forward as they rebuild that team. 
And uh, number three, I don't think uh, I don't know if anyone's mentioned him yet, but Miles Turner, what he did in Detroit, uh, he put up very good numbers, and it was uh, helped helped Detroit, helped Tyler make the playoffs. Uh, so those those are my top three. Um, just taking a look here, twenties. How your thoughts on the rookie of the year? Yeah, I had the exact same thing that Soup just said. I just want to give a shout out to Tyler for giving that plus one inch and plus five pounds to Miles Turner. That was a great <laughs> GMing move by him, and I just think he did such a good job with Turner. So I mean, great job to Tyler. All right, twenties. I'm gonna stick here with you. Um, the second round of the playoffs I have completed. Um, I know you're probably going to check box score, so I'm oh, actually going to throw it to some someone who's not in the playoffs any longer. I'm going to go to Heaps first. It looks like the Bulls and Celtics come from behind to uh, pull out both series. So as expected and as predicted by my entire panel, Bulls and Celtics are your matchup in the East. Uh, out West, uh, Rockets pretty much close out that series um, and advance, and the Lakers uh, come from behind and and beat the Kings in seven games. Uh, Hebs, uh, your thoughts on both series and and also uh, preview of each finals game, uh, each final series. Yeah, sure. I, I I think that the Lakers over the Kings is a little bit surprising. Um, you know, I thought that the Kings with their size would uh, would dominate that series. You know, I think I had predicted maybe six games, Kings. So. Uh, that's surprising to me. I mean, not like super surprising, but you know, not what I would have predicted. Obviously, the Rockets in five is pretty much exactly what I think most people thought would happen. Um, and yeah, the, the Celtics and Bulls both came back, which you know I think most of us thought that was probably going to happen. Both those teams are the class of the East, and uh, you know the fact they were down one-two was uh, not not cause for concern because both those rosters are really talented. So. Things sort of shook out exactly how you know maybe most people thought they would. Um, with the Lakers Kings being sort of a toss up with the Kings I thought being better, but you know that's that's simply uh, playoff basketball for you. I think probably you know again Mav or excuse me Rockets Bulls finals with in my opinion probably the Bulls are the class of simply right now. So you know that's who I would would pick to win the championship at this point. You like the Bulls? I uh, yeah. must say I I. Sh- Gave Champ some love before this second part of the playoffs went off, but it looks like he got pretty much dominated in Game 7 by Al Horford. Al Horford was 9 for 13, 11 for 13 at the line, put 29 points. Uh, Champ struggled 6 for 16, 15 points. So, uh, you know, not helping 20 there at all. Uh, Looks like Dump went seven games. Unfortunately, I don't have a play-by-play. I'm curious, since it was a two-point game, if uh, he won at the buzzer, I wish we could find that out. Maybe Odin can share that information and shout. But uh, once again, Dump, you know, saves his ass and gets out of that that round. So Dirt, uh, talk about it. I know you were, you know, beating the drum, really wanting Dump to get the fuck out of the playoffs. But it looks like he has last laugh on you, brother. Uh, it's, it's not last laugh at all. Uh, I think he's obviously talking shit because his, you know, his team is solid. And kudos for him, um, for him building a team like that. I give him mad props. I just don't understand why I, I can I can say something and shout, and then he just spews garbage over me, thinking that he knows it all. But hey, thanks for giving thanks that, for giving me props on building that team. Hey, like I I, I told I, I sent Dump an offer for Ellis 
And I told Sue, hey, hey, how do you like that? And then, of course, um, you know, takes the offer to Sue 20 seconds later. So I know who really ran that team. But anywho, um, you know. Well, see, you're just doing it wrong. All trade offers have to go to the inbox of the Dallas Mavericks, not the Boston Celtics, because let's just be really honest, Soup runs that shit. Dump is just the cheerleader. So go ahead. Finish all your point, buddy. Yeah, yeah. With that said, me me and Sue talk very, very little trades. And I I think that when I traded on Cliff, that might have been our first actual trade in in about 10 seasons. Me and Sue don't, don't really talk trades and, we didn't even say one word in person. Like literally, I left for bed. He he texted me when I was in bed at about nine thirty. Said, "Hey, what do you want for Cliff?" And I was like, "Ah, I don't know." You know, two you know, and then two days later, I was like, "All right, let let let's talk." Nobody's giving me any offers for him. So I think it's funny that me and Sue Simwise actually carry over to text messages instead of actually talking in person from sofa to sofa, which is which is pretty funny, but. Uh, with that said, well, we'll talk a little bit more about the playoffs and and with my boy Bruns and not having the Xbox One, not having the the PlayStation stuff to talk over Xbox. I really miss him. So, just shouting out to my boy, I love you. How at your boy TXIA? You got my number, baby. Anyways, I, I hope he uh, tears an ass in the dump. And I think the Lakers and Rockets are going to be a hell of a series. Um, I'm not going to say whoever wins that series is going to win the finals because there really is about six teams that are that good this year. Um, but you really don't see that in, in the sim league, but this year it's pretty damn competitive. That's why I decided to tank, but which came out unsuccessful and fuck me. But I, I think the Lakers may take this. I, I like Magic. I've had them on my squad. I've had them do things in the playoffs that were awesome. And I'm going to guess it's TX, IA, Finals, which minus the TX is going to be IA, and I think Lakers, Bulls, Bulls uh, finally get their championship. They they finally win a game seven, and and that's what's going to happen. Soup, uh, your thoughts on on your your series and playoff uh, uh, preview for the Eastern and Western Conference Finals? I didn't expect much. Well. I didn't expect much from the Mavericks after being down 3-0. But it looks like in game four, I put an ass whooping on the Rockets and was able to win that game and went back to Houston and lost by two. So, I mean, at least they rebounded nicely and uh, tried to put up an effort. You know, all in all, it doesn't matter. I lost 4-1. Um, out east, I mean, the two best teams won. They both came from behind, but I think most people would have predicted, you know, being down 2-1, it wouldn't really have a big of a deal and that the talent would uh, prevail in those two series. But I like how dumb goes from suicidal dump to to cocky dump in about a matter of two minutes and, and shout over here. That's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> really? Like, that guy's so fucking bipolar. Um, I, uh, I'm really surprised that Ingram 3-1 somehow the Lakers managed to come back and win that series. I want to get I want to get 20 thoughts on uh, what you, you've had a chance to look at the box scores. What do you think happened? Yeah. Did we lose? Uh, oh. No, I'm here. All right. Yeah, I was up 3-1, like Steve said, and just blew it. Well, I don't I don't even know if I'd say blew it because Lakers are really good. They just won the last three games and beat me, so good job to Buster. Uh, and it looks like game six. 
Greg Monroe was two for 19 from the field, so I don't know what he was doing there, but lost that one. And then, I mean, they were none of the games that I lost in those last three were really that close. I lost about like 30 points a game, so I mean, <laughs> I can't feel too bad. I mean, it sucks that I was up 3 1 and lost, but they really just dominated me those last three games. So there's not much I can do about it. Uh, Banks mentioned too that in game seven. Al Horford just dominated, so disappointing for sure. But eh, I got everybody coming you, back next year. Do you regret? Do you regret any of the trades you made? Uh, specifically, the trading for Champ. No, not really, because I think it helps me out, and uh, I just I had Paul George last year, and I did pretty good. I was never really that big of a fan of him. The whole the whole time he was on my team. So I was open to dealing him. And uh, so I'm happy that with Champ, I mean, the only – I gave up George and Kit and Fish in that deal, I guess. But I had enough depth that I don't really think that – I think it probably ended up helping me. And I have him again next year. So we'll see if I can make a run next year. Who do you like to, to get, come out of both series, 20s? Do you like uh... – the Lakers to keep their hot run going here, or do you think the Rockets are going to win? How about out east? Uh, my answer is probably going to kind of suck here, but I could really see either team winning both of those series. But as far as my picks, I guess I'll go with Rockets and, and Bulls, but I'm kind of pulling for the Lakers because I want that purple board. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, my my and my pick will be Rockets against Bulls, I guess. But I think that Rockets Lakers one again is pretty much a coin flip, and Celtics they just they basically have no chance. As we wait for the finals, uh, Eastern and Western Conference finals to be posted, we'll talk a little bit more here about the regular season. One of the other big awards is the GM of the Year uh, discussion and shout earlier today about. Tyler winning it, I think he should be disqualified for just being a scumbag. But, uh, you know, outside of that, 20s, who did you vote for GM of the Year this year? Give me your top three. Uh, I voted Buster, number one. And I just wanted to give Buster a lot of credit, actually, because so I won the award last year where people voted on. But, I mean, and so thank you, everybody, who voted for me. Um, But I kind of think that Buster definitely deserves it this year because last year he just had a lot of injury problems, and that's why he ended up at six seed. And I think this year you really saw what what he built from that tanking that tanking squad up into his his team this year. Uh, he didn't really he still had injury problems this year, but then I also gave him credit, I guess, for making that big Al for for furry swap and also getting Collins when Magic went down. So I just thought Buster did a really good job of keeping the Lakers as contenders all year long. And you really kind of saw the payoff of his tank this year, even though last year he had those injuries. So I put Buster number one. Uh, I put Dill number two just because he's had that sustained success and he made the Alvin trade to keep his team on the top of the West. Uh, And I put Tyler number three because he had a big improvement this year, and I just thought that would kind of piss some people off. And I couldn't really think of anybody else for number three. Well, you properly pissed me off, so now we're just going to cut you off of this uh, podcast. Moving on, uh, Soup, your GM of the year rankings. Uh, I actually had uh, 20s number one as the GM of the year. 
Uh, I like I really like that trade he made for Champ at the beginning of the year. And uh I thought his team was uh, lacking at shooting guard for about minutes. But he was able to go out and get Hank Gathers for pretty cheap and solidify that lineup. Um in all honesty, he, he should probably be in this Western Conference Finals, and it took a miracle from the Lakers to come back and beat him in seven games. Uh, so I had 20s number one. I think he did a really good job of building that team up over the last few years, and uh, he made some moves to to better his team. Cause, uh, I got I got faith in number two. Uh, he didn't make a whole lot of moves. I know his kind of build has been over the last two or three seasons, but and it might may look foolish now after he lost in the first round, but I think trading for Danley uh really did a lot for his team. The team the team was outstanding in the regular season. I don't know what happened in the playoffs, but uh, he was good. He was good during the season. Uh one of the elite teams and then Buster number three. Um he could have just sat back and taken his lumps and taken his chance in the playoffs, but he went out and he was proactive. And uh he went and tried to trade for Lionel Hall went when Magic got hurt, and then he traded for Al Jefferson uh, when Furry got hurt. And uh, he might have paid a little more than he wanted to, but it looks like it, it may pay off in the in the end. I just uh, – <clears throat> I'm sorry there, Supa. I wanted to say real quick here, I'm looking at the board. You can tell 20s is very disappointed as he uh, posted in the thread that a good series to himself – um, <laughs> I found that a bit funny, but that's cool. Uh, Hebes, your MVP, uh, I'm your GM of the year, top three. I mean, one, just, just, just to make sure that we get this straight, I think that Buster changed his, his name to 20 by 4, so I think that uh, 20s actually had just tagged Buster and came up as oh, okay. He was not congratulating himself. But, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I did. A, I had a good series as well, but I was yeah, <laughs> you you had a good beginning I, to that series at least. I just thought he was rattled, and he, <laughs> he put that in by accident. My fault. I all the name changes. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. He, so, give me your GM. Uh, GM of the year. I mean, I, I I think you know it's been touched on both. Um, Dill and Buster did a great job of. Um, you know, sort of maintaining success. I think in in different ways, the the the, the Rockets obviously needed a point guard, and Dill went out and got one um, to make that team, you know, a championship caliber team yet again. And Buster, you know, dealt for the second year in a row with um, a Magic injury. You know that 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 division is is garbage. Um, and you know, I said at the beginning, I thought that he would win 70 games, and I think he would have had his team been healthy. Um, but the fact that he is in um, the conference finals is sort of a testament to his gaming ability and his, you know, sort of just, you know, um, decision-making to go out there and get deals done to make his team um, competitive while they have their window right now. And then, you know, the third team for me is probably probably the Pacers with Jerry West. You know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit this deal a few times, but, you know, I, I, I was um, on the fence about dealing for Khalid, and I think Jerry West made a really decisive move to go out there and get Dwight, who was good, and get AC Law, who, um, you know, sort of stepped right in for Khalid, and, you know, I thought that that made his team um, significantly better going forward if he can re-sign Bossert. I think the the, the four players he has there um, are going to be going to be really formidable for the coming years, so I think he'd probably be my, my, my third choice, and 
the one GM of the year from the, the Eastern Conference. Uh, Dirt, as I let the other three guys uh, dive deep into the uh, first part of the finals, uh, Sim, as it's been posted, we have a Rockets 2-1 lead over the Lakers and a Bulls 2-1 lead over the uh, Celtics. Before we dive into those, um, I'll let the boys take a look at those box scores. Let me get your GM of the year top three, bud. Um, uh, when y'all were talking about deal and, and trading for Alvin, it's it's pretty funny because y'all have no idea how hard it was to trade Alvin to deal. No disrespect to him, but I literally had to lean on him and talk him into doing this deal. He, <laughs> yeah, right, deal and deal. Anyway, I, I, I was I just said, hey man, I do this and this. How about you do this? And he was like, man, I don't know. It took it took us almost three hours to actually do the deal, even though I gave him the legit offer ahead of time. So it's pretty funny that he got he got the good end of the deal. I was shocked he didn't take it to begin with, but it took him a long time to actually talk it out with himself and realize that was the better end, um, which is pretty funny. I, I don't think that he is the GM of the year. I think he had a hell of a job. I think Buster had a hell of a job. I think everybody in the top of the West had a great job. And knowing what they've done, they have an awesome track record. They've they've been in the top of the West for as long as as I've known them. I came into the league with 20s, having a couple of championships with Conley, and you know that was back in 2.0. And those guys were unbelievable. And you know those were the guys that you you had to beat. So I wouldn't give those awesome guys the GM of the year because that's just that's like giving Popovich the GM of the year when you knew the Spurs were going to get 60 wins. Um, I truly think that he deserves uh, GM of the year. Um, I know AC Law is what he is, and he had a really good year, but I loved the trade for Reeves. He, he took him when he had 39 field goal percentage. He jumped that up to about 47 of probably around his career, and he drafted – the best, you know, small forward, power forward in the draft at, what, 1.7, 1.8, I can't really remember, but I did not expect Ned to be that good, and then you see how well of a job that he actually did, Um, especially him taking Hakeem from me. I offered Hakeem, you know, it wasn't that great of a deal. It was Keenan and my uh, 14th pick this year, which was Lotto at the time. So I was hoping he would take my pick, you know, my pick. But he took, um, you know, Big Baby. So I give uh, Hebes uh, an awesome job this year. He he really displayed um, the trades, the drafting. He he put it into a, a, a full package, and that that – that was impressive to me. He had an opportunity to do some trades. He declined. He had an opportunity to do some trades that he accepted. He drafted really well, got himself into an awesome playoff position. Unfortunately, Boston and KD was a little too much for him. Um, I know ACL all played well, but I think all in all, um, the full Pacers roster had a, um, you know, reasoning and why he, he lost that series. So I think his, his era was up. And I give him team of the year for sure. Who'd you have second and third? Me, because I'm fucking drunk. How about your boy? <laughs> uh, soup. Uh, playoffs are, you know, 2-1 series across the board. Your thoughts on each series, Rockets, Lakers, Bulls, Celtics to this point? 
Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I think Actually, before that, you dive in, has Dump text you to get his de- uh, you know depth chart changes for the next uh, sim, or not yet? I'm actually finishing up on those right now as we're talking. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, clearly, I mean, you get to know the Kings in there, but I think the top four teams made the, made the finals, or uh, the West Coast, you know, the, the final four. So I don't think there's anything surprising there. I think both matchups are coin flips pretty much, and they could go seven games. And, you know, both series are 2-1. They're going about as expected. Uh, in my Western Conference preview, I had the Lakers winning. Um, you know, he's down 2-1, but he was down 3-1 last series and managed to pull it off. So it'll be, inter- it'll be interesting to see this next time. But they, they're clearly the four, the four teams, the four best teams of the, of the league, in my opinion. And uh, you think the series are going to hold out, or you think the Rockets are going to hold on to win and the Bulls hold on to win, or do you think Jason Kidd's going to spur his magic and get the dump past the next round? I think I think Bulls will hold on to win. Uh, maybe probably go seven games. Um, I think, like I said, I just think this is Brunson's year uh, to make the finals and win finally. But uh, I expect the Lakers to do something a little different in the second round of games and I'll pull off the comeback. Uh, Hebes, anything as you look into the box scores of both series that sticks out to you? Do we still have Hebes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I, I think I sort of covered it earlier. Um, you know, I think uh, Rockets and the Bulls are the the class of both those conferences, and I expect them both to to pull out the victories. I think uh, you know, I'm pulling for the Lakers a little bit just because of uh, my 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 residual uh, distaste for what Dill did to me when I first joined the league with Khalid. So I kind of you know hope the, the Lakers win that, but I think that he's well, the better team. We never heard from you. What what did he do to you? Oh, I, 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 I don't really want to talk about that. <laughs> oh, wow, sounds like a deep scar. Twenties, <laughs> uh, anything in the box score stick out to you, or the series kind of going as you anticipated? Yeah, I mean they're both two one. I saw both of these would be pretty close. Uh, it's Rockets and Bulls. I didn't really look at the box scores to be honest, uh, but. <laughs> So I mean, I mean they're close, just like I thought they would be. So no, nothing surprising. All right, well then let's scrap that shit because unless Super actually dived into it, uh, we can wait till the next sim is posted. Uh, let's move on to the talk uh, a little bit about regular season. Um, you know, touch on it here as we're finishing up. Uh, in you guys' eyes, a disappointing team and a surprising team on the season. Someone that uh, you know, that you know you felt like did a really nice job and in a team that you felt like, you know, should have done a lot better and didn't, uh, soup, go ahead and give me your surprising and disappointing team on the year. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, in the West, I think it went about as expected. Uh, I thought you were having a pretty good year and you were, you were kind of surprising. A lot of people, I, I mean, even, even to this day question, your move for Jamal Wilkes, it was kind of confusing on why you would do a move like that. But you were able to turn Jamal Wilkes, you know, into into two starters, or you know, Tom Sanders, and 
and uh, Billy Donovan, and that really seemed to bolster your lineup, and you seemed to be uh, crawling up the standings until that to that uh, injury to DeMarcus kind of knocked you out of it. But I think you were the one surprising team in the West. I think you could have uh, possibly been, you know, the fifth seed, maybe even the fourth. I doubt the fourth, probably the fifth seed. Um, so I thought, you know, all in all, you did a pretty good job. The only really surprising team in the West uh, out east, man. I, what the Raptors did in the playoffs really surprised me. Um, they made that trade, like I said, to give up the – Looked like they were giving up on the season, but they showed well and uh, seemed to give the Bulls a good run. But, you know, the top five or six teams seemed to be the top five or six teams like we expected. So no real huge surprises. How about disappointing teams that uh, you thought might be a lot better or maybe a GM who you thought was going to make a move to make that next step that didn't? Honestly, I I don't think there really is anybody. I think it was clearly uh, the season, especially was a a season of have and have-nots, and everybody knew their place. And uh, there was really not a move to be made for uh, you know, a mid-year team to make a move to be an elite team. So if you can't make a move to make yourself an elite team, there's really no use in making, making a move. So, I mean, I, looking at the standings, it, it all shook, shook out like I thought it would. Uh, Hebes, I know you touched on a surprising team earlier in the podcast. Do you want to go ahead and uh, t- uh, dive deeper into it? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think uh, if if I were to pick one surprising team, I mean, w- w- one thing that sticks out to me actually is is the Spurs. Um, you know, they were sort of dead in the water when Victor took over and he traded away his best player. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, he was pushing for that eighth seed in the West and came out of a deep, deep hole. Um, and so I thought that was a little bit surprising. You know, they sort of performed better than I, I thought that they would have. Um, I think that, you know, both the Raptors and, frankly, the Nets um, in the East, I think, sort of overperformed what I thought they that, that they would have done. I thought the Pacers were pretty disappointing. Um, obviously, in the playoffs, they showed their potential, but um, their regular season record was... Uh, not indicative of, of of a team that should have won, um, you know, a playoff series against the 76ers. Um, even though they're just as talented, they didn't they they didn't perform that well during the season. Um, it seems like we might have playoff posted here. Um, I'm just taking a look here. It looks like the results have uh, Rockets and the Bulls. In the finals, not necessarily uh, super surprising. The Rockets go 4-2 over the Lakers. Doesn't look like that really was much of a fight there. Rockets clearly uh, take that series. And, and the Bulls 4-1 over, over Dump and the Jason Kidd magic. It looks like that that franchise can officially be thrown in the garbage. Uh, Dirt, your thoughts on both series and, and, and you, you know, uh, you still like the Bulls to take it all the way? The Madison Garden window has fucking closed. Yes, sir. Don't trade champ. You know why you were champ? Because you had champ. You know why you ain't champ? Because you traded champ. And Boom! Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that um, Till won because I had my money on him in the casino. But unfortunately, 
we didn't have a uh, Texas IA, you know, finals, but the Lakers will get back. He, he's an elite GM. There's so many Western Conference elite GMs, it's, it's ridiculous. So um, I think it's going to be a hell, hell of a uh, finals with, with the Bulls and the Rockets. And is, is this a repeat of two years ago or three years ago? Um, I, I hope that uh, that Bruns finally gets his ring. Uh, you know, I had number one odds when Oscar was a rookie and was disappointed because obviously Wilt's a rocket, Oscar's a fucking bull, and then Jerry West became a point guard that's a fucking shooting guard. So it's disappointing to see that, but I'm, I'm happy for my guys that are in there, and um, hopefully uh, Bruns pulls it out. So uh, I'm going to go with the Bulls. I'm enjoying that it took Dump exactly uh, 45 seconds to become suicidal and post his Boys to Men video. Uh, Soup, uh, any anything you want to touch on uh, with the finals matchup here? Uh, I just want to point out how quickly Dump has, has gone from the, from the league darling to everybody hates him. Uh, so I'm kind of glad to see him lose. Uh, we talked about earlier how the uh, the last four seasons of the two the two you know teams that have done the best have been the the Rockets and the Bulls and we finally get to see another matchup between those two <clears throat> I thought the Lakers would be there it looks like the game four was really close so one point win for the Rockets uh, it's really all I got I'm out in the backyard pissing in the snow so you can move on <laughs> Uh, any uh, heaves or, or 20s do you guys want to touch on the series at all? I, I My internet's not working right now, so I just want to know, uh, between the Celtics and Bulls, who won that series? Uh, the Celtics oh. lost 4-1. to one. Oh, man, that's that's pretty bad. I just dump. What the hell? Yeah, dump uh, got dominated in that series. Just you shouldn't even show um, up. Yeah, so, no, no big surprise there. Uh, so you guys were talking about uh, the last round, I guess. I didn't really get to talk before it went through. For another disappointing team, and this is kind of a waste, I guess, to talk about them right now, but I I had the Jazz written down because I thought they were going to be the five seed in the West before the season started. They had Ward, John Drew, and Gervin that they signed, and they didn't even make the playoffs. So that was one that I was surprised by. But, I mean, I didn't think they'd be a contender or anything, but... They're a lot worse than I expected. About all I got. I'm not sure if Banks is still there. Do, do we want to, while we're the next sim, do we want to talk about free agency at all? Oh, yeah. that's free agency. I'm just kind of enjoying Dunk's meltdown and shout right now. <laughs> what is he's what's next on me? He says, "Fuck off, white trash bitch." <laughs> <laughs> oh, his sister wants what he doesn't get on my level, ho. Oh man, yeah. Let's, let's uh, y'all want to talk about the draft? You want to talk about free agency? I say let's let's start with free agency. I mean that that's going to be the next thing. We're going to see re-signings. Uh, you know, hopefully tonight we'll see re-signings after the uh, champion is crowned. Who do you guys think? You know, I, I think obviously Bossert is going to get a max. 
assuming he doesn't, you know, give a cheap re-sign. Um, who, who, who else do you guys think is going to get a max, and do you think that that they deserve getting a max? Uh, I'll go ahead and give this to Soup. Soup who, who do you think could get a max here? Uh, I'm really interested to see what people offer Kittenfish. Um, he's kind of... He's not outstanding. He's kind of a jack-of-all-trades. I think it's kind of hard to put a finger on on how good he actually is. I could see If he doesn't resign, I could see uh, some of your dumber GMs, like a dump, not dump, or someone with gas base, you know, like a Hill or a MJ or somebody offering him a max. Um, no way. Yeah. Are you new to this league? People overpay people all the time. I'm kind of hoping he gives me a cheap re-sign because if someone offers him a max, I'm going to lose him. But uh, I, I, I personally have several guys that are expiring. I have Catfish, I have Kittenfish, uh, Cliff Robinson, uh, you know, David Thompson could retire. So we could be seeing a rebuild here in Dallas. Um, I'm not sure who else is out there free agency, but Bossard is clearly the the guy that everybody's going to put all, all their eggs in that basket if he doesn't resign. Yeah, I think a lot of people probably. I, I actually I, I know for a fact a lot of people um, have positioned themselves to have cap space to go after Bossard, um, assuming that he doesn't uh, offer to resign with the Pacers. And I think you know yeah, I'm not sure Kitten Fisher gets the max, but it, you know. I wouldn't offer it to him, but that's not to say that that he won't get it. Obviously, you know we saw uh, Heels give a pretty pretty terrible contract offer to uh, Steve Stefanovic, so anything's possible. I think you know the more people that have cap space, uh, they're going to get desperate to try and you know make make a big splash in free agency. And I think you know once you lose Bossert and then probably you know maybe Lance Stevenson uh, is probably the next best free agent available. Um, once you get past those two, I wouldn't be surprised to see a player like Kittenfish uh, get a max. I, you know, I, I wouldn't do it, but you know, if I had cap space and if I were Ian or someone else trying to end a tank and you know be competitive, all of a sudden you lead the witness. Sign a player. <laughs> What's that? I'm, I'm curious to see what Lance will get. I think uh, he'll get a Lance, max. Lance, oh, Lance, Lance, I mean, I think all of us all of us would give him a max. Yeah, exactly. So no, I think I mean, he's just he's as good as Bossert, really. Yeah, I mean, Bossert has all his points left, I guess, which is good. But I mean, Lance plays just as good as him. So. I mean, one thing to to to, to say in Bossert's favor over Lance is that Bossert's playing with KD and you know playing with some some good players, whereas the Knicks roster is. Um, it's terrible. I mean, it's 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 Lance Stevenson and you know Aaron Gray is is maybe the best play, second best player on that roster. So you know you might say that 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 Lance's stats are a little bit inflated. Let, let, let me get your ideas. Let me get y'all's uh, opinions on three guys here that's your free agents. Um, first one being Pickles Kennedy. What do you think he'll he'll demand on the free agent market if he tests? I personally don't think he's going to test. I think, I think he's going to resign cheaply with Pete. Um, I, you know, I, 
he he's definitely a player that should get a max from someone who has cap space and needs to use it. What about I you? Think he, I think if he goes to free agency, he's going to get more than he deserves, and I think he's really good, but I just think point guards are pretty easy to find, ones that are you know pretty good in the league. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets, I don't know, 10 to 12 million or maybe even a max, but I I don't think he's quite worth that much. Um, but then again, I don't have the cap space, I guess. Looks like the, the first games of the finals have been posted. Um, looks like the Rockets are up 2-1. Uh, any thoughts there, Dirk? No, I think uh, I think I gave the Rockets the key to the uh, the championship, unfortunately. Um, man, he had – Alvin normally – if you look at his stats, he normally averages about a 47 field goal percentage. At 30 points per game as the number one scoring option. He's had Grant Hill play against, you know, with him. He's had Dale Ellis play with him. But it's very surprising that you see Alvin play with a top-notch big and, and uh, what the fuck, holy shit, I'm drawing, but with his big man and Will and obviously an MVP candidate in Stanley. And then he has 30 points per game on 49 over oh. percentage himself. So it, it's difficult to uh, say that they're not the championship favorites when you look at his roster. T.R. Dunn's not the uh, brightest name in the book, um, but he gets it done. And his his uh, Dwayne Shishnakovich, whatever his name was, I don't know, his dumps name, I don't know. Anyway, uh, he has a pretty solid starting five, and it's not surprising. I'm just I'm just hoping that my TXIA boy. Uh, you know, get to that, you know, brings the championship home, but it's definitely not surprising. It will go down to game seven. So it, I wish I was on Xbox Live with both of them so I could I could see the experience and uh, everything unfold, but we won't be able to do that. But it, it's, it's going to be an exciting finals. Pete, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, – uh, it's not – surprising um i think game seven is expected at this point um both those teams are sort of the, the two best teams in, in both conferences so i think all of us would like to see it go to game seven and and, and have that uh suspense 20 will there really uh sorry will there really be any suspense if it goes to game seven though <laughs> shots fired man, man. Looks like uh, Stanley Robinson's kind of uh, redeeming himself. Last year he had a shit finals against the Celtics, and he appears to be the the best player for the Rockets this playoffs, and especially in these finals he's uh, putting up you know good scoring numbers. His percentages you know are a little bit below average, but he's rebounding at uh, you know an awesome rate. Uh, looks to have the Rockets in the lead. Where the fuck did Banks go? I guess his phone went out or something. That fucking landline. <laughs> fucking landline, damn it. Where does Dump live? Because I'm about to get in the motherfucking truck, drive to his damn house, knock on his door and ask for his sister and just bend her over right there on the fucking front porch. Where, <laughs> where does he live? 
I think he lives uh, in an apartment with him and his dog. Well, fuck him. Where does his mama live? So transitioning. So what do you guys? What do you guys think about the the, the new scouting system that Odin proposed? Um, you know, for the for those who haven't read it, um, Odin, I think, is going to start um, doing a round robin uh, draft camp during the pre or during the season. Uh, using draft prospects from the upcoming draft and uh, fielding uh, four teams, having them play a few games against each other to let uh, you know prospective GMs that uh, look at see how those players actually perform in, in game situations. Uh, do you guys have any any, any thoughts on that? Twenties. What, what what do you think? Oh, sorry, I was trying to figure out the playoff predictions thing here. I fucked it up. Uh, I like this system. Um, I don't know. At first, I was more on the round robin side, but as other people brought it up, I kind of like the one game or two game idea now more because I don't think you should know too much about the the players before the draft. I think it should be there should be a third date for sure. Um, so you know, you might be thinking you're picking the best prospects, but you know, not for sure because. I don't really think there should be sure things. So, I mean, I like the idea. I think it'll give everybody some information. It'll keep everybody interested. And it should speed up the draft with people not being able to scout anymore and holding up the draft to wait till Odin gets on next time. Yeah, that's, that, that's a good point. That you know, it's 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 a replacement for the uh, prospect scouting, which you know it was a good idea, but maybe uh, lacked a little bit in implementation to help the draft a little bit. Uh, Soup, do you have any thoughts on the new uh, rookie camps? No, I really, really, really like it. Uh, I'm a big fan of guys really not, you know, I hate when guys up top in the top four picks draft bust because I know they put a lot of work into taking and kind of building their franchise around, you know, the draft since free agency is always a crapshoot. Um I'm also on the team, like uh, Tony said, you know, not giving out too much info, you know, running four games. But I think, you know, getting four teams, each game playing, you know, each team playing two games, you can you can get a good idea of how good players are going to be. You won't get the full picture. And there will obviously be, you know, buzz because it's only two games. But, you know, it, it kind of kind of gives a good element. And I know you especially, Heaves, you're not a fan of, how much time the drafts were taking with uh, waiting on potential checks and uh, and other kinds of checks. So I mean, it's it's definitely something we should try. I think uh, if executed right, it could be very successful. Yeah, and and you know, I I I maybe think a, a few more games is, is is better. You know, three four games per team. Frankly, I, I would prefer to see more teams and less games per team. So you know, maybe six teams and two games per team. But, um, you know, with four, I think two games or three games is good. And I think, you know, I, I, I understand the concern that, that it maybe gives a little bit too much information away. Um, but the other side of that is that, you know, you might have a couple of good players, three, four good players who have good grades who just don't perform well in those games, you know, who who shoot five for 16. And instead of looking at the fact that they took, you know, 16 or 18 shots and are going to be good scorers in the league, they, you know, people look at the fact that they, you know, 
shot thir- 35% and they, uh, you know, get scared from drafting what turn out to be great players. So I think it could it could cut both ways as far as, you know, telling you what players are, are going to be studs and then also scaring people away from players who just have a bad game or two. Um, do, do, do you have any thoughts on the uh, possible changes to the scouting system? Man, uh, this year I've been I've been pretty low key. I know the only times I've been on the board is me and Dump have have, have said some words, and I, I he has literally made me not want to get on the league this year. But I, I've been on the tank, and I really didn't even know what this was until I ran on the run sheet and saw this. So I went and looked it up, and I saw what was going on, and I, I really liked what Odin's trying to do. Being an ex-commish, obviously, I'm kind of I'm not old school, but I was in 2.0 where everybody nobody got scouting. You know, there there was nothing. When I became commish, I cut off so much stuff. There was a lot of bonus points going on. So when I became commish, I cut off a lot of that stuff. I was just like bonus points, no more casino points. We're cutting it off. So I really minimized a lot of the things that the GMs can do whenever whenever I uh, became commish. But now that 4.0 started, I really like what Odin's trying to do. Um, you know, I've, I've tanked a few times, and knowing that you have 1.4 and you draft the wrong guy and you don't know what scouting potential is what, and blah, 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 I, I really like what he's doing. I, I, I understand how some people think that four games is too much, and I understand how some people think one game is too little. Um, so I I kind of threw it on the board a little earlier before the podcast started because I actually got on the board and looked at some stuff. But I think that if you had the four division winners, you have the number one um, record in the league is number one. The fourth division is number four. You have one and four. They go at it in the first on, like, day 60. Then you have the two and three go at it on day 60. The winners play on game 120, and the losers play on 120. So you have two games apiece. You have an opportunity to where those division winners can see, oh, well, this guy had 10 minutes and went four for five. Maybe I can give him extra minutes. You have an opportunity for the elite, you know, quote-unquote elites to change the depth charts to where a guy that you think could be solid, like a Pierce, like a, like a Stanley, like a second-round pick, could have a starting role in that next game. I think two games is definitely a, a line in the sand to where we can see who went what. You can see that Niang, he throws up a lot of shots, which means he has really good scoring. Then you got, you know, the other players like the Pierces and, and uh, the redheaded step showers from Seattle. He plays. And I think I think that's a really good, I don't know what you would say. Uh, like I said, I, I line in the, uh, a stand where two games, you can see who they are. You're not spending any money on scouting. It's not like a division winner is going to tank. And if they do like somebody, they're literally going to have to pay multiple draft picks or an elite player to get into that draft pick. So I don't I don't see it being a disadvantage for anybody. I see it as more, uh, I guess, a lot more people are going to be involved in the league. And more people involved in the league, more people looking at those guys, there's going to be more into the league. And that and that's, that's the number one, um, you know, trying to find GMs and trying to find people that actually want to actually stay in the league 
and be active is the number one thing in the league. So I think that's an awesome, awesome addition from Odin. He's doing a lot this year. He's doing a lot next year. And hopefully Dump doesn't run him off, Hucky Dump. Um, but I, I think it's pretty awesome. And I hope uh, two years from now it's a success and we can keep going forward and make it more realistic down the road. Yeah, I think those those are great points. I think, you know, um, everybody here agrees that it looks like that's going to be a really great addition to, to the league. Obviously, time will tell whether it, it really works or not and whether it's too much work for Odin. But props to Odin for thinking of it and implementing it and also, you know, agreeing to do the work. We I, I think all of us realize that's, you know, not an easy thing to just add extra work that he didn't have to do. Now he has to get the draft classes in um, ahead of time. So, you know, I think, you know, all of us are, are, are grateful for that. Um, you know, speaking of this, you know, what we uh, we, we, we saw, those of us who, who who read that thread, we saw. Hey, before we before we yep. touch on that, there's yep. uh, the next round of Sims have been posted, if you want to touch on that. Okay, yeah, I, I did not look at that. I, have to look, I uh, checked a few seconds ago. It looks like we probably have a champion. We do have a champion. Um, no, three to no, we three. don't. No, just a game seven, three three. So as predicted, we went to, went to game seven. Um, you know, I I I think twenties has some thoughts on what's going to happen in game <laughs> game seven. Twenties, why don't you give us your your prediction for what's going to happen in game seven? Rockets win, Bulls lose. Uh, what about game five, maybe? Game six? Uh, yeah. Okay, game five. I said it wrong. Bulls won 150 to 99, 51-point win. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I just pulled that up. That 51 points from Amika Okafor, which is pretty funny given that uh, Drew showed him off as not his best player when he traded him to the to the Bulls. Obviously, Emeka is is an absolute stud. Uh, 51 points for a center is something to behold. Yeah. Oscar had 24 assists in that game too, Dan. Yeah, that's impressive. That's like top five all time, isn't it? In, in assists, as far as single game totals, it isn't. I mean, I, I like 26 or 27 was number one, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Nobody gets too much more than that. I don't know. Ian would know. He updates those links every year. So do you, I know we've got we got twenties prediction, but do you think uh Bruns can finally shake those game seven woes and uh pull off his victory? Eve? Yeah, I mean I I, I think so. That 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 one fifty to ninety nine um game really uh spoke volumes to me. I think that the Bulls are the more talented team. If you if if you look at the games the Rockets won, that they've they've pulled out some, some close games. Well, hey, everything you just said is not making any sense because Game 7 was just posted. <laughs> oh, it, what was it posted? It just now got posted. And you're going to leave us hanging like that? Game 7. Rockets win big behind a strong showing from Will Chamberlain. 141 to 116. Rockets win again the third championship in fourth season. Shit. That is impressive. That's a dynasty for sure. We got, us, we got us a fucking dynasty, and he's not even here to enjoy it. First three-time winner in 4.0. Uh, he yeah, the first three-time winner 
and he did it in four seasons. And he what he made the finals last year, right? Yeah, Dump only beat him because his point guard was out. Hey, gentlemen, I just wanted to say thank you for uh, doing a fine job with me going, Baby Banks. Uh, thanks you very much. As you know, when you have a little one, it comes comes first. But it uh, looks like Bruns lost another game seven. That's that's crippling, man. Absolutely crippling. That stinks for him. Still winning another title. Um, I know you guys were talking about that. Any other thoughts on it? I just think, you know, enough can't be said about that move that he made for Alvin Robinson. Dirk said that he had to do a little talking to try to get deal to do that trade. But, man, that trade has really set up, you know, been a big part of his dynasty and it looked like it paid off. Yeah, absolutely. That was a, that was the move that, that completed it. And as someone who bet 500 uh, dumb bucks on him to win the title at the beginning of the year, I thank him very much for that. Did anyone even uh, bake in, the, in that casino? There's a guest 12 on the line. You just get unmuted to get on the call. Yeah, let's let's take a caller, guest 12. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, how um, you doing? I'd, I'd like to just begin by saying congratulations to Bruns. I mean, he's really deserved this. He's worked very hard. And, you know, eventually, someday, maybe he'll win one. But not ever likely, as long as he has that bitch ass Mecca Oka four star in its center. Fuck you, Con. I really don't have anything else to say. I just wanted to, you know, I don't know. Say hi. Happy Friday. I'm probably just going to end up playing Halo and drinking some Bud Lights. So, hey, Yon, I got a question for you. Oh, no. Last time on the podcast, you had mentioned uh, an Eastern European lady. Uh, has, oh, has, anything, has anything improved on that front? Well, I uh, we're not talking, and uh, I went on a date on Monday, on Wednesday, with a different girl, and that ended very well. So, you know, why would I worry about Ukrainian? That is, yeah, crazy Ukrainians. They're not very good to like. They're cool up until a point. She was a ballerina, so it was super cool for a while. But you know, yeah, you don't want to fuck with that shit, man. They're all weird. They grew up eating like I don't know. Vodka and beets. Any thoughts on any thoughts on your team heading into the offseason? Oh, we suck. Oh my god, it's so bad. I don't even want to sign Mark Jackson, but I have to because he's decided for once in his goddamn life he's going to approach ten assists per game. He's a big old piece of shit. Ginger Snaps is cool. I like him. The chairman, he plays no defense, but he scores well. And why am I talking about this? How excited <laughs> are you about your rookie? Oh, Ginger Snaps? He's a sweetheart. He's a doll. Um, yeah, you know, all seven foot tall of him. It's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to following him when he plays for, you know, the Rockets in three years. Because <laughs> I traded him away. Or he didn't sign. Yawn, are I, you looking to be a big player in the free agent market at all? Oh, yeah. I'm going to splash the cash on who do I got, like, the dude from <laughs> Rugrats. Michael Jordan's old ass. Yeah, this is going to be great. Well, well, Michael Marcus. Jordan is signed if up for... Can, if I can offer any advice, the only advice I would strongly offer is begin your, you know, if you're going to tank, make sure you tank in a good cycle because then you're stuck with the same shit every four years. You know, you, you tank for the first year, you get the shit draft, and you're always going to be doing that. And when free agency comes around, it's the same shit draft, you know, 
fuck this. This game sucks. Why am I still doing this? <laughs> I feel for you, Yon. I appreciate you calling in, brother. Yeah. Um, we're yeah. going to dive yeah. a little deeper into um, into free agency and everything along those lines. You're more than welcome to stay on yeah, the line I, or, and, I really, and comment. I really need some uh, good advice on like free agents, as in the who I send in my $15 million one year. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, bit. You know, as per usual. Well, uh, just a couple of guys that have come off the market. Uh, Cliff T is going to re-up uh, five years, $102 million over that span. Um, it looks like Michael Jordan is going to come back for $105 million over five years. Kitten Fish is going to return to Dallas, six years, $80 million. Catfish, two years, $23 million. And it looks like Brian Grant's coming back for five years and $75 million. Soup, uh, looks like you got some good news. Thoughts, brother? I mean, I don't know if it's good news. Uh, cat, catfish is obviously good news. Uh, Kittenfish, man, he's getting up towards that max money. I don't know if I'll be willing to offer that much. Uh, Cliff, same way, he, he'll be 32 next year, and he's offering for five years. You're getting into the you know late 30s where guys tend to fall, fall off. Um, I think it's all going to depend on, on my retirements and who retires. Yeah, 20s, uh, your thoughts on some of the guys offering to resign? Well, I only know about the ones you just mentioned, but, yeah, it sounds like Soup has some decisions to make. Uh, that kid and fish one could be a tough decision, and, yeah, Cliff, if it's about $20 million a year, I don't know, tough decision too. Marquise Johnson's uh, offering to re-sign for $60 million over thirty uh, over three years. Uh, Charles uh, Barkley looks like he's going to test free agent, the free agent market, as is Sam uh, Sleepy Eye Perkins. To this point, we still have not heard on Gary uh, Bossert. Uh, he could be a free agent. Moden has not commented on it yet. Lance, Eric, uh, Eric's love child, Lance uh, Stevenson, is going to be a free agent, along with Josh Smith. Oh. Um, uh, Hebes, uh, your thoughts on on those those guys coming off? Yeah, I mean, I I feel bad for Faison that Barkley is going to be a free agent. Hopefully, he can. I'm I'm not sure what his cap space looks like. I know he has a lot of young players, so he might want to hold out to resign some of them, or maybe he you know signs Barkley and, and trades a few of them, knowing he's not going to be able to resign them. Um, you know, Kittenfish. Uh, I'm I'm not sure I'd sign him to that 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 contract. You know, maybe Soup um, can tell us what he's thinking, but I'd probably um, you know offer him a little bit less, see if he accepts through free agency. Uh, Cliff maybe also is a little bit high for for how old of a player he is, but um, you know he's obviously super productive. Uh, Perkins, I I'm not sure if. Uh, him being a free agent is, is that big of a deal. I'm, you know, maybe I'm not recognizing how good of a player he is. I thought he was, you know, sort of a six to eight million dollar player. So, um, you know, Gary Bossard, free agent. Uh oh, we Uh-oh. have a megastar on the market. Megastar on the market. Looks like Mark Jackson is coming back to the Super Yawns. Six years. 
eighty-three million dollars. Uh, yawn. Cold day in hell. He gets that fucking contract. <laughs> yeah, it's decline. Oh man, um, dirt. Your thoughts on Bossert uh, being the big gun and everyone gonna put the full max offer into him uh, and some of the other guys that have tested the market at this point? Yeah, I think uh, everybody needs to cross their fingers and. Soup has the cap to not re-sign those guys and have an opportunity to get bossed the first day. And I, 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 as soon as I made that trade with Cliff, I realized his expirings, and I literally wanted to shoot myself. So hopefully, I know he's my boy, he's my roommate, but he still is a little comp. And I apologize for Bruns for trading Alvin, but I... I I really hope that Jerry West or possibly Yawn, but let's just give this Sonics bossard. Let's see what Yawn can do. But let's, if, if I was Odin, I might just secretly only put the max <clears throat> to Yawn. Maybe he'll get Shuttlesworth. Oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. But anyways. You son of a, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean. Let's offer him to sign for six years, $71 million. What's your thought on that? What was it? Six years, seventy-one million. Oh, uh, who? Muggsy Bogues. I don't know. I I have to look at it because I'm I'm like four heavy deep screwdrivers in right now. I'm I'm out in the garage smoking a cigarette. I'm just pissed off. My phone died a few minutes ago, so <laughs> hey, I, hey, I might have to look Gilliam, at it and Gilliam, see. Gilliam five for fifty-three. How how many years? Five years, fifty-three million. Five years, fifty-three. I don't know if, if I've got the cap. If I do have the cap, I'll accept. But did who who retired? Did Keenan retire? No, they hadn't said yet. If Keenan retires, I'll probably accept both, and because I don't want Ocho to have a really good pick, and I don't want In to have a really good pick. Mosey's really had a good year, to be honest. Uh, I, I'm just. Uh, you know, I traded for him because I knew he was out of the 30 days and I was hoping to get a lotto pick. But then Cousins got hurt and I went on an 8-for-2. You know, I went on like a seven-game winning streak to end the season. So, I don't know. We'll just have to see if Keenan retires. If Keenan retires, I'll accept those two. But um, I'm just I'm just kind of stuck in no man's land right now like I normally am. And hopefully Mosey can get a plus one. If he's a plus one... If he plus one is outside, he's literally the same grades as Jason Kidd. So I'm hoping he can improve just enough to where he can be a, a solid starter for me and Gilliam can be a starting power forward. Even in the playoffs, he was sixth in uh, free throw attempts with seven at power forward. And uh, if King retires, which, fuck me, I hope he does, um, you know, and Keenan, I'll be in um, top-notch shape, so... It, it's and, a lot of ifs, ands, and buts, but I'm just hoping to hit the seven seed next year. So, Dump's really uh, roasting you in shout right now. You know, Dump, and your 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 sister's vagina smells so motherfucking nice, man. I can't tell you how nice that shit smells, man. It smells like a cinnamon candle with a little bit of vanilla, motherfucker. That's how I like it. <clears throat> you know what I mean? But that, that that's we're talking about free agency here. She's off the market because she's with me. So when we start talking about retirings, I may retire because I'm tired of her. 
But until then, I'll keep wrecking. Well, Jan, you won the fake sim lotto. I don't know if you're still on the line with us, brother. And it looks like the Hornets got the second pick and the Wolves finished third. Personally, anytime Ian doesn't get the first pick, I'm I'm okay with that. You there, Jan? No, no he done hung up. Oh, he done hung up on us. Well, that's fine. Uh, and you guys' thoughts on uh, the rest of the guys on the re-signing? John Drew, five years for $52 million unless he retires. Uh, Tom Barker is going to be a free agent, and it looks like uh, Bill Walton will return for four years, $70 million if he does not retire. Uh, Strawberry, two years, $4.5 million. Uh, 20s, your thoughts on those? Well, I think that we need to give talk about Lance Stevenson just as much as uh, Bosser for guys who are going to be on the free agency. So anybody who has cap, go after Lance Stevenson just as much as Bosser. Uh, looks like Strawberry, that's a good deal for Heaps. I know he wanted Strawberry to come back, so pretty good deal he got there. Strawberry is, uh, is, is, is Strawberry still in his wrapper, so I'm – I've been waiting for that re-signing to, to put pump points into him, and uh-oh. The end of an era. The end of oh, an era. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. It's all over. Ladies and gentlemen, Skywalker, cheat code, has retired. It's like his horseshit. Soup, uh, your thoughts on... on uh, <laughs> Skywalker no longer being a Mav. I have no thoughts. <laughs> Fuck everything. I'm going to continue to drink and get drunk. I'm calling all you motherfuckers drunk dollars tonight. <laughs> I just asked Ian, and it looks like Skywalker will go into the Hall of Fame as a Maverick still. So that's good. Well, at least I can yeah. hold on to that. Uh, Soup, will you, think, will you I be... I think those fucked me. Will you be making the profile for Skywalker? No, he's not getting shit from me, that little fucking cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that is unbelievable. Uh, two other men that retired, uh, Gervin and Drew also retired. Those are the notable retirees. Uh, but who I think everybody... next year? Who has uh, the Mavericks draft pick? No, the Jazz, because they just lost Gervin and Drew, and they were already lotto this year. Uh, the 3015 draft belongs to the Cavs. The Jazz, uh, the Jazz first round pick belongs to Heel Tiger and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Dang, that's gonna be a good pick. Yeah, should be a decent draft as well. Man, that is unbelievable that Skywalker had retired. That is just major, major news. Major, major it, news. It's fucking um, bullshit. Good talking about it. And apparently we have another major retiring, but our commission is probably high on something, and he can't remember it at this moment. So I guess we will find out in a few minutes who else has retired. Um, you know, uh, a change of the landscape in the West for sure. Uh, Dirt, you are a member of that Western landscape. Uh, your thoughts on the fact that, you know, Soup is going to have to retool and rebuild? My boy, Soup. Man... We're, we're like, I already got the candles lit in the living room. I've already got the cross chiseled out. I got the saw out. We already got it going on. We we got the firewood in the back. We're about to have a motherfucking ceremony. 
we're going to put some Star Wars on, oh, and we're going to get on our knees, and we are going to thank the good Lord that Soup got two rings because of this, like, beasted out motherfucker that went three overall in the creation draft. I stole Muggsy. Hey, is it bad that I'm almost in tears over here? <laughs> like, Man, I feel, hey, I, I feel might have to put this of, shit on. I feel a part <laughs> of me has died. <laughs> All right, let, let me have to put this on you. Have, like, Goodbye, my lover. Maps are going to have like 38 million in cap space. We're going to have to put the music on, man. I, I feel bad for my homeboy. I mean, it's snowing outside. We're six inches deep. We might need to get a fire going, man. Like, we we might have to get, like... We might need to get man. some fucking cocaine in this motherfucker. Dude, I, let's do it, man. Hell, you should have you hollered at me earlier in the day. We would have got some some white rocks in this motherfucker. We could have we could have pulled a Josh Hamilton in this motherfucker if you just would have let me know. Gentlemen, it looks like the lotto is being drawn. The Knicks have the 13th pick of the draft. The Bucks have the 12th pick of the draft. So that will go to um, Raptors. <clears throat> the Raptors as they uh, just pulled off that trade, Big Al, for that pick. Uh, the Spurs are going to come in at 11. Grizzly are uh, 10th. So uh, Drews in his tank attempt will get the 10th pick of the draft. Um, and we wait for some more to come out. The Jazz get the ninth pick of the draft, which I'm pretty sure we've already mentioned is being shipped off to 20. Who did you say has his pick this year? Cleveland. Okay. Um, yeah, the, Cla- the Cavs also. So Cavs are going to get back-to-back lotto picks, it looks like. So he's heels in great shape. The Hornets, uh, the Bullets get the eighth pick, uh, tanking with Eric Bledsoe, eighth pick for uh, KN88. Uh, Hornets come in at sixth. They had jumped in the fake lottery all the way up to second, so they're sixth in this lottery. Yawn, who jumped to first, is seventh in this lottery. And Odin is fucking with me, so... Oh! Oh, this is the only thing that could have made my night. The Wolves dropping to four. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> the Cavs will be fifth, um, and the Wolves will be fourth. So I think everyone on this podcast will gladly tell Ian to go fuck himself, and we're happy about that. The Magic are third, so MJ is going to get Who's another. Left? Um, Warriors? Warriors are left, and the Heat and the Miami Heat oh, yeah. will will get the number one pick and trade it off to the Milwaukee Bucks here in about uh, 48 hours. So <laughs> we can look forward to that. But Canes gets a break, number one pick in the draft. Uh, Ocho will get the second pick. And, of course, MJ, who's got already two re- awesome, promising prospects on his roster. Is That's gonna three elite GMs right there. Yeah, MJ, Ocho, and Canes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speak your mind, Soup. Fuck you. Skywalker left me. Let me let me board, bitch. Soup. What hurts more, Jimmy Jackson or Skywalker right now? Jimmy Jackson offered to resign. It was a ridiculous contract. At least he offered to resign. This fucking Uncle Tom, David Thompson, left me. He had <laughs> one year to play that motherfucker. I'm not retiring his jersey. Fuck Does it man. hurt more that you changed your entire team to funnel every single shot to him, and he still said fuck you? Yeah, that hurts a little bit. I, you know, I set him up for success in his old age, and he fucking fucked me over. You know what? Well, 
But I got I got cap space. You know who I would like to hear from right now, and I don't know if he's listening, but I would like Faison to call in because he he has a strong opinion of Skywalker, and I figured you know he'd be a good guy right now to talk. Um, with the lotto being run, guys, let's get into it a little bit here. Um, my big board was posted a few days back. Um, obviously, if you have the number one overall pick, if you are Keynes, are you rolling the dice and taking uh, Kersey, uh computer-generated hey, rookie? Yes, sir. Hey, is that plasma deal? Is that retroactive? Can I put it in Thompson and come back? <laughs> I don't think it is, Soup. You're going to have to just... I'll give you 50,000 dump bucks. Make it happen. <laughs> well, I, I I am looking forward to Soup's drunk calls tonight. I think I may actually stay up to answer it. Uh, but, 20s, uh, you are our draft master. Would you roll the dice and take a computer-generated guy, number one? He seems to have uh, uh, – Hebes, Hebes had him number one on his draft board. I had him number one on mine. Would you take him number one? Uh, I probably wouldn't. I don't really like the software guys, but I mean, he might turn out to be the best guy. This would probably be the year to do it, but I just think you don't really know what you're getting with them because Odin didn't make them, so he didn't make them to be successful. Their attribute points are basically just randomly split out. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. This draft kind of sucks, but I, I mean, I probably wouldn't take him, but I'm also going to have to drop off of the the call about now, so see you guys later. All right, 20s, thank you for uh, being a part of it. Uh, Hebes, would you, obviously you made him number one on your board, would you take him number one overall? Yeah, I think so. I mean, my my, my rationale there is this draft is just absolutely garbage, and I think we've all known it was going to be garbage for a long, long time, and the fact that Odin left a player uh, like Keeney in there um, leads me to believe that he wants at least one just absolute stud to come out of here. And, you know, you I've never seen an A minus guard in the draft in, you know, the the few sim league years I've I've been a part of uh 4.0. So I don't really know what to expect with him. Um I've not messed around with the software, but the fact that he has a, a D plus rebounding and an A minus inside leads me to believe that, you know, probably not all of his points are in jumping at least, so I think he you know, he might have some actual good grades there to support the A minus inside. And the fact that he has an A potential, Odin's specifically called out for all of us in Shout that um software generated guys tend to have true potential that winds up with their scatter potential or even higher true potential than their scatter potential. They very rarely have lower true potential than their scatter potential. Uh means that, you know, he's a 23-year-old that actually has A potential, so the age doesn't really scare me off that much. I think he's clearly uh, 1-1 as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I agree with you um, on that. Uh, since we have you here, who would your uh, your top five be in this draft? Um, I think Chris Mim has some really good grades. Um, he's, you know, has really good size for a center. Um, the BBB with defense, rebounding, and potential for a 21-year-old center um, just looks really good to me. LA Quincy McCall, you know, I think he's, you know, going to be a player that Odin makes to be be good. Um, Is McCall the next uh, DeLone Wright? Uh, maybe he has, he has good scoring grades. You know, the 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 C plus outside, B minus inside, um, could very easily be a you know a a B 
a BB or a B plus B um, after training camp, and he could be putting up 25, 26, 27 points in his first year. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think he could definitely be uh, the best player out of this draft. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I am a big fan of McCall, and especially if you're wavering a little bit on uh, thinking, you know. Kersey may be a lot jumping. I know you said that you don't think it is, but you know I think McCall's another. I think McCall is going to be you know the next alone right on the in the draft. At least he gives me. He's one of my more safer picks in this draft for sure. Go ahead uh, and finish up your top five. Yeah, I mean, so I, I think I give you uh, three there, and then I think I'd probably round it out with uh, Kenyon Martin and Marcus Pfizer, who just have the best grades and are going to be players that that Odin. Um, makes, and so we'll have grades in the right places. I think, you know, Odin's not going to completely screw every GM in this draft. I think, you know, they're going to be a couple of good players, and those probably are, are, are the two that have the best chance of being being good players in five years. Yeah, I think the only, I think a saving grace of this draft is Odin has historically always been a guy that said draft on the grades and ignore the potential. Um, so, you know, there could be, and like you said, I don't think he wants to screw everybody that has a lotto pick. I, there will be, you know, I would say maybe three or four quality players that come out of this come out of this uh, lotto. I would assume. Um, usually, even on bad drafts, you get at least two or three guys that are that are pretty good. Um, you know, and if somebody's sitting on like a 90 potential, but you know, has that B shown rating right now that he created, you could have, you know, the next uh, Niang because a lot of these prospects that I looked at are pretty well developed the the big thing that's holding a lot of them back or they have the c shown potential or you know b shown potential and that'll get some some gm scared off super who do you like top five in the draft i like david thompson number one <laughs> i don't think he's draft eligible motherfucker uh Edie has really good grades but i'm always leery with software guys, I mean, we saw it with Scooney, who appeared to have pretty good grades, and I just, man, that, that potential really scares me in the way he grows. But I mean, Chris Mim, you know, he was a he was popular in 2.0. That I mean, that's an awesome. That's, I mean, that doesn't mean necessarily mean anything in 4.0, but uh, I mean, he's got a really good inside grade and has very solid rebounding and defense as well as potential. He's got that B potential. Uh, I was a big fan of Kenny Martin in college. I really hope. I mean, I know he busted in 2.0 when uh, 20 selected him number one overall. So uh, that D-plus outside is really concerning. Uh, but, I mean, I hope he does well this time around. Uh, Quentin McCall, I actually, uh, in 2000 draft, I actually uh, protested the to 20s to get him posted in a profile because I was, I was a big fan of that movie and I was a big fan of uh, him in that movie. So, um, Mim, Martin, McCall. Other than that, I really like Scooney Murray. I know that C, C potential and the fact that he's 23 will scare some people off. But uh, he's got really good uh, handling and defense as a rookie. And then uh, Marcus Pfizer uh, rounding out that top five. Dirt, how about you for your top five? Do we still have dirt, or did he pass out? Oh, uh, man, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that drunk. I got a little. Uh, what the fuck? What the fuck was that damn movie called? With a little Good weird morning. shit. 
Goodwill hunting. There it is. How do you like them apples, motherfucker dump? Uh, anyways, my number one pick overall, and I can't really pronounce the last name, but I think it's like Melanie Slana. I don't know. Slana Sladovich? I don't know. History? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Melanie Slana, whatever. I think she's number one on my big board because she's on this big board, as in my Johnson. But other than her, since I'm not going to be the number one pick, I, I thanks for this single guy. He's not even on your big board, but these big B minus B minus gray guys. There's Mike Miller. There's Demar Johnson. There's Michael Red. That is Sidney Moncrief starting grades who went 1.4, and I actually tanked this year because I wanted the volume shooter of all motherfucking time, Michael Red. If you had a fantasy squad. In 2008, you picked Michael Reg, Milwaukee Bucks, because you knew that motherfucker was going to get you 25 points per game. And that that's who I'm looking at. I know he's he's the potential, but I'm a huge fan of Mike Miller. I'm a huge fan of Michael Red, and that is why I tank. Obviously, the the big names are going to go off the board, and Pfizer and Mim, the uh, USC phenomenon, uh, McCall, but... I'm a big fan of those B minus B minus great sets. I know that um, sometimes those great sets don't work out, but there yeah, are those Nick, great sets that really Nick work Young. out. So yeah, Nick Young well, was Nick, B minus B minus, and and that went to shit. So I, well, yeah, I agree, but, though. I I do like the B minus B minus guys, and I did mention Michael Red. I didn't have him going 13, but I had Jay Crossover. You know, Jamal Crawford, uh, Michael Red, uh, Quentin Richardson, and Hito Turkoglu all. You know, basically with the exact same. And Turkoglu's not on your top thirteen. I I would love to take Turkoglu. That, like I said, man, I was the twelfth. I was the twelfth pick going into the last film, and I went like ten and two, and I jumped myself up to the seventh seed. So it was it was really sad. Dell Ellis went on a fucking tear on that last film, two sims, and it just killed me. But I, I'm a big fan of. This draft class, I, I know that people will think it's a shitty draft class, but go and look at the 3001 draft class. I mean, Paxton was like BC plus, and he went 1.3. You look at this draft class, BC plus, shit, man. You got Keeney Martin, you got Chris Mim, you got Keeney, you got Pfizer. That's four guys that are better than Paxton. I mean, so... People talk shit about this draft class, but what they don't realize is there's a lot of draft classes that look like this, but it all depends on the software. When you deal with the software for 10 seasons like I did, I was commissioned from, what, like 2022 to 2032. It all depends on how much potential you put into somebody, and the software is going to do what it do, man, and that's what it does is what it's going to give you, and what it's going to give you is a motherfucking player. So when the player gives it to you, you just got to do it, and when you do it, you just got to get this all-star at the top 1.4, and then you become a clip for best. So that's what I'm going to do, man. I feel you, Dirt. I feel you. Um, he's a sleeper in this draft, somebody that uh, you didn't have going in the in the top 13 in your article, but you know, you feel like has potential to be, you know, a hidden gem. My hidden gem is Michael Red. Yeah, I think I've been wanting Michael think... Red. Oh my bad, I'm drunk. Oh no, I, I, I'm 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 with you though. I think I was just about to say Michael Red, which you know you had just t- touched on. Um, 
Mike Miller, he do. I mean, the, yeah, the, there's the, there's a ton of guys here. Even like a guy like Marco Yarick, who um, has B potential and has good size for a small forward, and has the the B minus B minus grades. You know, there's just there, there is there are a number of guys here that Odin could make good, um, and I expect there to be you know some hidden gems in the second round. Um, I did notice when I was looking at this draft class that there there are a lot of centers, um, quite a few who have some good grades. Like uh, Joey Prisbilla is a C plus D, but has BBA for his defense rebounding and potential and and scouted potential. Um, so there's you know there's 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 a number of players who could be good. I think it's just a matter of picking the right one. You know so, some. I expect most of the players to be um, four-year worthless contracts, but a couple of GMs I think will will get really lucky and be be happy with with their picks. Uh, Soup, do you see anybody that uh, that looks like maybe a sleeper? I know uh, Dirt loves some some Michael Red. Uh, anybody else that that kind of sticks out that might be someone you could be interested in? I don't know if you guys mentioned him yet, but uh, Sean Stevenson. High school player out of Washington Union, um, pretty solid grade. He's a 19-year-old, uh, B minus C scoring grades, a B minus defense. I think that might be some guy that slips outside your uh, your lotto that could possibly make some noise. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't have a pick, so I don't really look a whole lot. I do have some good news though. Will be, free, will be free to not retire. So that motherfucker is about to get paid so I can miss <laughs> that bitch. Suck my dick face on. <laughs> uh, if, if, Soup, if you had the number one pick in this draft, would you, or even a top five pick in this draft, would you take a computer-generated guy? No. Absolutely no? not. And in, in all honesty, I would trade it. I would trade my top five pick in this draft. Would you just trade the top five pick just because you think the draft is just poor or just because if you're facing the the possibility of having to draft a computer guy, you just don't want to roll the dice? A little bit of both, but being that the draft is so weak, maybe pull a you know, page up face on the book where he traded a, a pick and then you know, got some assets and uh, went from there, especially – me being in a situation now, I really don't see any guys in this draft. You know, outside there will be, you know, one or two guys that Odin makes beast, but, I mean, it's such a finding a needle in a haystack. It's really not worth it. I would, you know, trade it now for as many assets as I could and try again. Dirt, would you take a, a lotto guy in the top – I mean, a lotto guy, excuse me. Would you take a computer-generated rookie in the top five? No, I don't think so. I, I can't remember the guy's name. Um, it was a few years ago. The Rockets drafted a guy. He was, I think he was A minus B plus with F potential. He went like eight overall. I tried getting him for like three years from deal, and we just couldn't make a deal work, and he went to shit. And ever since then, like I said, when I was a commish, I liked the software so much that I, I did like ten seasons of me versus the complete software, and I, I didn't even look at the guys, and I drafted in bullshit like that. And they're so out of whack with potential that it's it's really hard to trust those guys. And 
I guess there's an also thing with me. I know that the software is super wacky to where you don't know who's going to boost. So I would I would get about 15 guys, and I would literally try to make those 15 guys as good as I can. Like I made three or four guys the best I could, MVP, hunter potential, and they just flat on their face, you know, went nowhere. And then I gave Norman Nixon like 90 potential, and he just blew up MVP. So it, it's really hard to determine who's going to be good. I, I know Ian's about to get on here, talk a little shit, do what he does. But when whenever I was commish, it really does. It, it the software does what it does. It it takes those guys and it puts it into this software and it determines who they're going to boost and who they're not. And unfortunately, there are some that you think are going to be really good and they just don't become that good. And then there's those guys that you don't think are going to be good, but all of a sudden they are. So it, it's really hard to determine who's going to be good and who's not. So that, that's how dice. I feel. Yeah, yeah all exactly, right. exactly, sir. We have a uh, caller, Southeast PA in the house, uh, fellow Pennsylvanian. Uh, talk to us, brother. Hey, what's up? Hey, Jason. I was going to call in and offer my condolences to Soup about Thompson, but then he told me to suck his dick, so <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm considering offering all my tap to World Be Free, just out of spite. I bet I got more. What? I said I bet I how, got more tap. How much do you have? Uh, Probably like $40 million. Oh, you're not going to accept all those guys? Oh, not at first, baby. Learn how to GM from the best, bitch. <laughs> Well, I'll throw I'll throw all I have at him first, but uh, I think the PEDs are what uh, shortened Thompson's career. Uh, I I think uh, that could be true. He's breaking. That's down. a riveting. That's a riveting point in. Ay ay ay! You guys are. You guys really just need to fucking get it over with. I really. I, I feel the tension. Yeah, we, we, the were, phone line. we were. We were. We fine until Thompson retired. I thought the beef was squashed, but I guess it's back on. Yeah, it it never ends, man. It just really it never ends with soup. You know, he he always keeps it in his head, and he always keeps he needs it in to his grow mind. up. Does he? Is I'll, he immature? Are you saying he's immature? Because I, I clearly read a bunch of people calling Soup immature when he bumped uh, Sim fourteen fifteen that was from like three years back. That was funny as fuck. <laughs> I've said I said in a, I said in the chat, but we really need to have a podcast after a power hour, after the showing that uh, Dirt and Soup have had tonight. Yeah, it's. I, I will say this: if that's going to happen, I don't want to be a host. It's a little bit difficult. <laughs> <laughs> to keep people focused on the conversation, but it'd probably be fun. Oh, you mean you're disappearing to take care of your baby? That's difficult for you? Yeah, I'm so sorry, Soup. God forbid I take care of my little eight-month-old baby. Yeah, I left you all in the wind oh. to run this, run the podcast. But you did good, man. I, I heard you did good. So you know, My baby, he has red hair. He's not your baby, you motherfucker. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Oh, you know what? He is a whiny little bitch, so I don't know. Maybe I will have to ask my wife to do a test. Thank you very much. I'll take it. Oh, man. Faison, anything else you want to add to the podcast here, man? Uh, Anything Uh, on the podcast? I got a question uh, for him. I got a question for him. Go ahead. Hey, Faison, you had a freaking outstanding year. You obviously built one of the best teams in the league. 
How does it feel to go out like a bitch in the first round? <laughs> it, it hurt. I don't know. I, I, I think I had too much scoring, and Moses uh, was awful in the playoffs and took, I think he shot like below 40%, and that killed me. What were the worst showing? The fact that um, Faison dropped in the first round or the fact that Soup took as many games off the Rockets as my Denver Nuggets? I don't think anybody acknowledges the Denver Nuggets is a real team because of well, the bitch-made well, bitch well, GM. So. You, you, you most definitely did. You probably called me a surprising team. You thought I was going to hit the fourth seed, but we you forget already. It's okay, I'll man. I'm just back. saying no, you can't take it back. We're recording this motherfucker. I have it on tape. Speaking oh, of uh, uh, of surprises, Faison, uh, are you surprised that the Rockets won another title or, you know, kind of no. same old, same old? No, I, I picked them to win. The, uh, I think I picked them to go to the finals. That was expected, I thought. I'm just glad I dumped it and went again. Hey, honestly, Faison, you know, you gave me shit about you know, that uh, Danley trade, but it appeared to pay off for you. What are your uh, moves going forward to next year? Do you have any decisions you have to make? Uh, I might go back to tanking, so if you want to give me my two picks back for Danley. I'm listening. <laughs> uh, well, you can you can call and leave me messages at 4 a.m. again and do what you did last time to get, uh, to get them in the first place. On it, bitch. I'm I'm pretty sure Soup has you uh, top two in the, in his call log here. Uh, Faison, uh, and we know you're not going to be tanking. Uh, you're going to come back strong next year. You have any major moves, or do you think you're going to just keep the roster? Uh, I need as? to I need to re-sign Barkley and throw a ton of money at Lance and, and uh, Bossert, but really just try to re-sign Barkley. Like how that. much? How much do you have? Are you under the soft cap? Yeah, I have nineteen million or close to nineteen million. That's a good place to be. Hey, with a team as good as yours. I don't know. I just got to get over the Celtics. That's all I care about. Well, you know, it, it, Soup's a big proponent of win rating, and if you have cap rate, if cap room, and a strong win rating, it's probably a good chance you're going to get an elite free agent. So I, I think Soup and you guys and and the Sixers are are probably top of the heap for. Bossert, I, I really do think that with uh, Skywalker leaving, that Soup's going to end up signing Bossert. It just it feels like it's meant to be. I think that's going to happen. I'll call shenanigans on that. Long hair, don't care, motherfuckers. <laughs> I think it would only be fitting because Soup really does not like the draft, does not like the rebuild. He he, you know, just historically never does it, and so him picking up Bossert makes a lot of sense. And considering that his team is elite and players do like teams that win, it uh, wouldn't surprise me if Bossert uh, re-up, uh, signed over there with the Dallas Mavs. Dirt, uh, your thoughts on, on that? I know you touched on it. I know you were hoping that wouldn't happen, but who do you think Bossert's signing with? Give me your prediction. Shit, man, I don't know. I've uh, I've seen Magic leave me, so... It, it, it's really a high percentage to what, what team? What, yeah, the Mavericks. Yeah, my, my boy Soup, he's, he's got a little tear in his left eye, RIP, TLC. He's going to get bossered, and he's going to wreck, and we're all going to fucking hate him for it. And um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna sign that chick from like uh I, I can't remember her name like Melanie Slovakia or Sylvester. something I don't know Sylvester. yeah I'm I'm gonna draft her in like two point one eight I'm gonna do that I'm gonna do that mentor camp Reggie King mentor camp on her that inside game she's gonna rub that left eye on my right and then my left and she's gonna be Mia Khalifa on my dig and I'm just gonna be real nice I mean but anyways enough about that um but. I think it's going to be an interesting free agency. You've got Cliff out there. Um, you know, you've, you've got a lot of really good free agencies. You got you got a lot of a lot of cap, and who who really knows what's going to happen? It's always a coin flip, and whoever gets bossed is is going to. It's almost like another Magic Johnson type of free agent class. You know what I mean? He, he's an instant game changer, especially if, if say Ian has. You know, one he, he's gonna get maybe Mim at one point four. You know, he's got Mim, he's got Stanley, he and then he maybe he gets Bossard. He does have the draft picks to get a really good team around him. Yeah, so, but who who wants to see Ian do good? I don't, I, is there anyone outside of him that Ian's wants to see him do good? Yeah, I, I, nobody, dude. Ian has been on my junk lately, man. I don't know what I ever did to end, but me and him have just been going at it back and forth. I I really don't know. Like in 2.0, I didn't have a lot of enemies. I kept to myself. But in 4.0, for some odd reason, there's just I suck ass. But there's still a lot of haters coming at me. So I guess it's my uh, the the commish rivalry when I tell them that a 17 year a 17 year old can actually like gain potential when he says I'm a fucking liar, and that be me. That might be why he's a nemesis to me. But Stanley reminds me of Kimball a whole lot. And Soup's had an awesome argument saying that, the you know, his age could be a big difference, but it, it all depends. We'll see how N does in this draft. We'll see how his free agency is. And I, I'm I'm, uh, I'm ready to see N fail. So when, when he gets his team together and he pulls a no offense face on, he gets 50 wins. He loses the first round again with Alvin, who's not won a ring. So now he has, you know, he, he drives it under the Grand Hill. So, I mean. I'd like to make a declaration. Go ahead, Soup. Jump time is cut off from all advice. He is on his own now. Well, then that means we should have a trade block with him trading every single one of his players off because. That's it's really so good. hard <laughs> to say goodbye Bye to my home. <laughs> well, gentlemen, on that note, with Dump being officially cut off, the breaking news with Skywalker officially retiring, with Bossert on the market, we have a new landscape on the horizon here in the Sim League. It'll be interesting to see who, who, how things shake out in the off season. It'll be interesting to see how the training camp evolves, how this uh, past draft class continues to improve, if Kobe can take another step, if Boogie can stay healthy. You know, uh, gentlemen, before you leave, everybody a parting shot. I guess, Faison, you're still on, so my brother, go ahead and, and give a parting shot before we get off. Uh, no, this was a good podcast. Uh, let's have one after a power hour. Uh, no doubt. Uh, Dirt, you want to give me a parting shot before we leave? Oh, that's your boy if you want it in your mouth. Peace. I think that's what you uh, normally tell Melanie, huh? Soup, go ahead and give us a parting shot. Fuck Grand Hill.
motherfucker in hell. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, once again, I thank you all for joining me in the podcast. Uh, sorry that I had to dip out there for a few minutes. Uh, next time I will do a much better job and won't give you an RW-tiered podcast. Uh, appreciate you hanging in with us uh, and listening to us this this time around, and we'll see you soon for season preview podcasts. Uh, take care, and thanks for tuning in once again. <laughs>